The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I'm so glad to be back here with you guys again this week. I really do look forward to coming and sharing with you just to give you a little update on what's going on here in the McCracken home. Our coffee shop is up and running. We opened for an open house last Saturday, and then this week we opened on Tuesday with normal hours and we we did a soft opening. We haven't done a, you know, a great big trumpet blow yet. We're going to do that, but we wanted to get our feet on the ground and kind of you know get kind of get our um kind of get a game plan before we made a huge announcement. But that's coming too, and it has been fun. We've had so many people who have been there. Um, a lot of young people who want to learn how to make espressos and lattes and. And that's been a lot of fun. And, you know, young people keep you young. And that, that's been true for me this week, just being around these younger people and, and helping them and training them. And I will say that they learn a whole lot faster than I do. So teaching them has been fun because they just, they just absorb it. Our goal is to be a light in that city and to love people. And to share that love, the love of God with other people. That's our, the heart of our coffee shop and of our church. So that's going great and very thankful for that. That's going to take up a lot of our summer, but we're still planning on going on a vacation and spending some time together as a family. And my boys, they are, they're keeping busy. They have all kinds of things they want to do this summer. My youngest son, Caleb, he actually does not want to leave the coffee shop. He's helped us get it underway. And he loves being there. And the other two have come and just hung out with us. But Caleb is actually helping us work in it. Our oldest son, David, just got back from a week at Fort Jackson with the junior ROTC program with his school. He did that last year. And he went again this year. And he really enjoys that. That's just something that he likes to do. It's a lot about leadership. And and that's just his thing. And then my young, my middle son, Luke, he loves football. So he's already... He's already practicing football. He's already in football practice for next year. And this weekend, he is going to a camp, a football camp at Coastal Carolina University, which isn't too far from our home. And so he's really excited about that. So they've all got their things, their interests. And that's exciting. You know, for so long, you wonder, are they ever going to really take to something? You know, they... 
you just see them and you think, you know, am I always going to be like, oh, you should do this or oh, you should do that. Well, sometimes, you know, you do that to, to, to help kind of push them. But then one day they take on something and it's like, wow, they have, that's something that has, you know, I didn't do that. I didn't see that coming, but they have just opened up in a new area. And that's how it's been with my boys. For my youngest, Caleb, it's this coffee shop. For my oldest son, David, it has been the ROTC. And for my youngest, my middle son, Luke, it's been football. And that's an area where it has stretched them and put them in front of people. And as a homeschooling mom, that has been a blessing to me because, you know, even though I know a lot of people talk about how with homeschooling, you, it, you, you can be socialized or you can be social with homeschooling. It does take extra effort, no matter what anybody says. And I, I know that because I'm a homeschool mom. And, you know, yes, homeschooling can be wonderfully social for kids. But sometimes, especially if you're like us and you're not a part of a co-op or a big group, you have to be intentional about those things. And so the Lord has answered our prayers and give our given our kids interest, their own interest in different areas that's pulled them out of their shell. And for that, I'm very thankful. That's an answer to prayer. This week, I wanted to share with you part two of the four roles of a mom. Last week, we talked about the servant leader, you know, and we as moms and, and not just moms, but dads too, we are servant leaders in our home. And I see that as the hidden work, the work that that a lot of people don't see, but it's very important and it's important to the Lord. If you remember the night Jesus was betrayed, he washed the feet of his disciples. You know, he bent down as a servant and he washed their feet. And it after he had done that, after he'd washed the, the smelly, dirty toes of his disciples, they didn't understand it. And it says in, in John 13, starting in verse 12, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So Jesus says here, I have set you an example. As I have served, as I have been a servant leader to you, so you are to be to others. And that's what we are as moms. In our homes, we are servant leaders. We are showing our kids, we're showing our children, our families, what it means to love God and to serve others because of that. And that is very powerful. You know, no words can replace that. But today, I wanted to talk with you about the second role of a mom, and that is the instructor. One of our most important roles as a mom is to instruct, is to teach and train. So a servant leader shows them, does the work, leads by example, 
ministers to them through a life of service and an instructor explicitly teaches and trains. And so we as moms, we're instructors. We are teaching our children. And I did a whole podcast on the difference between teaching and training, but a good instructor does both. And a good instructor learns where either teaching is appropriate or training is appropriate. And a lot of times we start with teaching, but we finish with training because, you know, how do they know unless we tell them, but we can tell them and not, but if we tell them and we don't show them, then we are not finished with the work. You know, I, I learn by doing, and a lot of people do. You know, you can tell me, but let me see you do it and then let me do it even imperfectly. And then I I learn it and our children are that way, too. And sometimes it can be very frustrating because it seems like we tell them and we tell them and we tell them and they don't get it. But sometimes we have to tell them and then show them and then tell them and then show them about a million times. And we don't even think they're getting it, but it's going in there. You know, now that my boys are older and my oldest is 16, he'll be 17 in September, I see that it works, that the times when I thought, are they getting it? Does it matter? Am I wasting my words? Am I wasting my life? Yeah, it matters. It really works as we teach, as we train. It's going in there think of it this way. Your words are creating pathways for your children to think. Our children, especially when they're little, we have such influence over them. They cling to the words that we say. They look to us to make sense of the world. And so your words really matter. And so even though sometimes you think, do they hear me? Is Is this sinking in? It matters. They're getting it. Don't stop. And, you know, one one of our jobs as moms is to teach. We are to teach them. We are to train them. And there are so many things to teach and train them. There's so many things that we that we must teach them and train them as moms. You know, we have to teach them life skills. We have to teach them how, you know, how to function in life. You know, just this past week, I'm teaching my older boys how to wash clothes. Now, I know I've taught them in the past, but right now I need them to really do it because I'm working a lot of hours at this new coffee shop. So I need them to help me with washing clothes, at least washing their clothes And so I'm teaching them life skills. I have taught them these things, but you got to, it comes back around. You have to teach them again, things like cooking. They don't make gourmet meals, but they won't starve without me. I've taught them some basics. And those are just life skills. Those are things that, you know, when they go away to college or or wherever God takes them, they'll, they'll know how to take care of themselves. And that, that was important to me. That's one of those things I wanted to make sure I taught them. But another thing that is important to me to teach my children is manners. I really want to send them out into the world with good manners. And you might say, well, why? Why is that important? Because I've seen that people with good manners, 
have favor. They go places because they, good manners opens doors. And also it was, has always been important to me that my children respect other people. I hate to see Christians who do not respect other people because it shuts doors that otherwise could have been open. And I believe that we are to respect all people, even people we don't agree with. Now, it doesn't mean that we have to tell them we believe what they believe, or it doesn't mean that we have to hide or keep secret what we believe. But we can treat all people with respect, and we treat them with dignity and respect because they're made in the image of God. You know, God, Jesus said, love your enemies, bless those who curse you. Now, I can't do that in my own strength, and I don't even want to do that without Jesus working in my heart. But by his grace, I can love my enemies, and I can treat those who treat me poorly I can treat them with respect. And so to me, that's part of manners, teaching them manners. This is how you treat people. This is how you greet people. You know, it's important to be gracious with other people. And so it was important to me and still is that I teach my children manners. And of course, we teach them things just in life, just general things in life, like, you know, how to Take care of your finances, you know, how to, you know, take care of money, how to be careful in certain circumstances and situations, you know, so, so they don't go into the world naive. You know, we're there to teach them, to teach them wisdom. And also, and then to me, the most important thing that we can teach them is about God. As a mom, that is so important that we teach them about God, who he is and what his word says, because they need that to be the men and women that God created them to be. They need to know God. You know, they need to know for themselves. This is who God is. And this is what God says, because they're going to hear all kinds of crazy stuff out there about God. And I want to make sure that I've put in them the truth so that when they hear these things about God that are half truth or are twisted, they'll have a reservoir inside of them that can, that they can pull on and say, no, that's not true. That's not who God is. That's not how God is. That's not what God says, or that's not what his word says. And so it was very important to me and still is that I teach them about God and that is one of our highest callings. And I, I'm a pastor's wife. You know, I am a firm believer in a really good youth program. We have an awesome youth program at our church. But I also know that a great youth program will never replace the responsibility of a mom and dad to teach their children. Now, we've had a lot of youth come through our church who did not have a mom and dad that were teaching them at home. The only thing they ever learned about God was in our youth program. So I'm very thankful that they had that. But as a mom, I know it's my responsibility to teach them truth and to teach them the truth of God, the truth of Jesus. And so I take that responsibility very seriously. And I know you do, too. That's why you're listening to this, right? So I just encourage you in your role as a teacher, that God has given you to your children to teach them the things they need to go into this world 
and to be successful. The number one thing being who he is and what he has required of us. Now, I don't belong to a denomination that uses a catechism, but I have pulled from the catechism because I like the systematic way it goes through and teaches the thing, the the principles of the gospel, the principles of who God is and who we are in light of God. But to me, it was just a, a springboard of, you know, these are the things I want to make sure I hit that when my kids leave my home, that we've touched on this, that they've at least heard this so that they will have a firm foundation. Now, guys, I've never, I've never done this perfectly. It's always been imperfectly, but one passage of scripture that has always helped me has been Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So the Lord is commanding his servants, his servant Israel. He's saying, love the Lord with all your heart and your soul and your strength. And these commandments don't let them be on your heart and impress them on your children's hearts. So see, these commandments have to be on our hearts before they can be on their hearts. It can't just be something that we tell them to do. It must be something that we ourselves are doing. And also, I love the way it says here, talk to them about it when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. See, to me, that is just life. Now he's saying, let this be a part of life. Let it not. It doesn't have to be something that we do at a certain time of day, at a certain hour, you know, a certain day of the week. This is life. You know, we get up together and the Lord is with us and we acknowledge that, hey, he's here. You know, we, we sit down to a meal together and we thank him for what he's given us. And we acknowledge that he's right here with us. He's a part of our life. He's not a separate part of our life that we just think about on Sunday. He is right here with us. And we talk about him when we're about our, when we're going on our way, you know, when we're driving to the library or when we're going, you know, to a friend's house or, you know, when we're, you know, laying down at night, I, you know, I kiss them good night and I tell them the Lord has such a good plan for you. And yes, we do family devotions and that's a big part of it. But it's not the only part of it. It's a lifestyle. It's not one thing. It's all things. You know, we're continually acknowledging that God's here. And we can talk about him in a very informal way. Because he's part of our life. And so that scripture has helped me. It reminds me that every day. I can talk to my children about God. I can teach them the things of God and make it a normal part of our life. And I encourage you to see it that way. You know, this is our life. This is what we do. And talking about God isn't awkward or strange or weird. You know, it's just natural. 
and we talk about him as we're on our way, as we're going here and there. Now, we homeschooled, which, and one of the blessings of homeschool is the time. You know, we had that time to do that. And that's one of the things I love about homeschooling. But I have many friends who do not homeschool. Actually, I don't even have that many friends who do homeschool. Most of my friends don't. And they have done this their own way. You know, you don't have to homeschool to raise your children for Jesus. You know, people, there, there are so many different ways. You know, we sometimes we we think we have found the way, and it's really easy when we have found something that works really good for us to think, "Oh, this is the way." Well, it may just be the way God has led you to serve Him, and that's good. But God loves wondrous variety, and there are so many different puzzle. Pe- there are so many different puzzles out there. You know, all of us have a puzzle. And we're trying to figure out our puzzle. And so maybe, you know, homeschooling isn't a possibility for you. That doesn't mean you can't train and teach your children the way God intended. It just means you have to find the way that he, he makes a way where there seems to be no way. You know, the enemy wants us to feel limited and he wants us to feel like there's just no reason to try. There's no use. You know, it's I have a hopeless situation. I can't do this. I can't do that. But if we will pray, God will show us a way where there seems to be no way. He will make a way for us in the desert. He will bring streams of water into the desert. And I just encourage you, Find a way, ask the Lord to show you, Lord, how do I teach my children? How do I be the instructor that you've put me here to be? Lord, help me to be the example, but Lord, help me to open my mouth when necessary and speak words, instruct them in the way they should go. And your words are so powerful to your children. They really are. Your words help to form their reality, the way they see the world. And you have such an important job, Mama. I know it seems like there are so many things that are vying for their attention and trying to turn them this way and that way. But please don't underestimate the power of a Mama who is connected with Jesus. You know, we outnumber all of the enemies when we are on when we are working, when we are partnering with Jesus. And I just encourage you today in that, you know, ask the Lord to show you how can I teach my children? You know, we're giving them truth and truth is very powerful. And I just, I encourage you in that today. Next week, we'll talk about another role that we as moms have And that is the role of being a prayer partner for our children. We partner with God in prayer for our children. And that is one of the most important roles that we have. Yes, other people may pray for our children. Yes, there will be other people in their lives who love them and pray for them. But nobody will pray for your children like you will. Because there is nothing like a mama's prayer. No, we have a very special 
um, assignment as a mom to pray and cover our children in prayer. And we have a very special place in the Lord's heart when we come, when we bring them to him in prayer. He hears our prayers. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit next week. But before we go for this week, let's pray. Father, I pray for all the mamas out there, Lord, under the sound of my voice today that are believing, Lord, with me for their children. Lord, we bring our children to you today. And Lord, we pray that you would teach us how to teach them. God, I pray for that special grace, that special anointing, Lord, to speak to their hearts, Lord, to share truth with them, that, Lord, our words, Lord, would make a lasting impression on them for good. I pray, Lord, that you would show us, Lord, new ways where it feels like, Lord, we're just we're slipping and maybe we just we just don't know how to do this. God, I thank you for grace today. God, show us a new way where it looks like there's a wall. God, show us, Lord God, how to press past that wall or to find another way. And we just thank you for grace, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your mercy. And we thank you, Lord God, for our children. Help us to walk as the moms that they need. And we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.